0: Hello, St. Louis, this is Brian Bisking, and before we get to the show today, if you could give us a like, a follow, a rating, uh, that would really help us out here at the STL Leaders Podcast, even write out a little review on the Apple iTunes Store, that'd be great. Before we get to the show, I want to talk about two of my great sponsors real quick. First, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing. As a business owner, are you busy running the day-to-day operations all while juggling a million things? Inbound Blend Digital Marketing provides affordable month-to-month website and marketing services with plans starting in the hundreds, not thousands. They handle all of our marketing here at the STL Leaders Podcast, including our brand new website. Go check them out, www.inboundblend.com. Also brought to you by Synchrony HR. Do you struggle with HR? Are you tired of the rising cost of benefits? Synchrony HR here in St. Louis is locally owned and operated, and we help organizations streamline your administration, provide HR consulting, and we offer a unique access to Fortune 500 benefits. To learn more about us, visit SynchronyHR.com. And now, to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Hello, St. Louis. This is your host, Brian Bisking, and this is the STL Leaders Podcast. Did you know that there are 2.8 million people that live in the St. Louis metro area? There are many leaders inside of that population. I started this podcast to give those leaders a voice. The STL Leaders Podcast mission is to speak to the leaders of our area to gain insight into their story, their journey, and the lessons they have learned along the way. Each episode gives you inside access to the people who make St. Louis what it is today and what it will be in the future. Listen as we dive into what makes each leader so impactful and how they view success, mindset, and leadership. This podcast is brought to you by Synchrony HR, NWO IT Services, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and Enterprise Bank and Trust. On this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast, we have Susie Andrews. Susie Andrews is the president and CEO of St. Louis Bates Sandler Training Stark and Associates. Susie brings over 30 years of sales, sales management, and leadership experience to her clients here in St. Louis. Susie spent 11 years as an associate with Stark, and in May of 2014, she realized her dream to own the business. She works with presidents, CEOs, and business owners, assisting them with the overall development and improvement of their sales organization, utilizing her personal experience and the best practice tools that Sandler processes. It's my honor to welcome Susie to the show. Susie Andrews, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you taking some time today to come on and talk to us about Stark & Associates and really your leadership.
1: I am happy to be here, and I really appreciate the invitation. Looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. Well, for our listeners, I always try to give them a little background on how we got connected, and we've known each other several years, and obviously I do a lot of networking with J.B. Andrews, and uh, he's what I would consider a good friend of mine, and so always been a huge uh, advocate for your organization and big supporter, and so I'm excited to dive in a little bit more today and and talk about that with our listeners, so uh, this should be a real fun episode.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, we appreciate your uh, alignment with us in terms of how, why we network and how we network and how it helps us help each other's clients.
0: That's Absolutely. Great. That's what it's all about. So for our listeners, tell let's start out really, let's see, be, before we get into really Stark and Associates, let's let's even back up and talk about what growing up was like for you. Did you grow up here in St. Louis? And, and what was that like for you? <laughs>
1: Well, no, and I can't say I went to high school here either. (laughs) Um, No, I'm a Floridian. I moved here 30, almost 38 years ago. Um, Met my husband in high school and ended up in St. Louis. So I love it here. And I grew up in a large family of six kids and uh, great mentors and great great siblings.
0: So was it a job that brought you here to St. Louis or was it your husband that brought you here?
1: Well, that's a good question. No, it was my husband. He was born and raised here.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's yeah. usually it's usually either a job brought you here or a family member was here. So I knew it had to be probably one of those two. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, but it. I, I love St. Louis, obviously it's a big reason I do this podcast, but uh, I think it's always interesting to find out you know, where people come from, and, and as you alluded to in the beginning, it's, it's always the what high school question did you go to, and so I always try to start there so we can give our listeners a little background on, on kind of your experience here in St. Louis, but now that yeah, you're here you, have a business here, you have a business here in St. Louis, tell our listeners a little bit about Stark Association and what you guys do.
1: We are a sales development firm. So we work with presidents, CEOs, and leaders to help them grow and develop the sales side of the business.
0: Okay. And so when you think of uh, when you get into really your business and and developing those sales leaders, are you guys um, helping the already current uh, salespeople inside of the organization? Are you helping them find new talent or both?
1: Well, you know, um, it's interesting. We do both, but we really sort of, um, if I could maybe high level, we work in four key areas. So we help companies um, develop and define their sales strategy. Often they don't have a clearly defined one or they don't know what it needs to change in order to take the business to the next level. So it might be whether it's new products, diversification in some way, new markets, new channels, we help them lay that out. And we do a ton of work around structure. So what is the organizational structure and all of the processes and and standards need to be to be able to execute on that strategy? And then we get into, to your question, a lot of uh, sales training, sales leadership, sales management development, training and coaching. And uh, we also help them hire and figure out how to do, do a good job hiring. So those are sort of the key areas that we focus in.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think, you know, from, um, from my perspective, I, I believe that, um, you know, either either salespeople are the, in, in my opinion, one of the biggest assets to an organization, right? They're the ones that drive the revenue, uh, for the organization. And I think, and I believe sometimes, uh, those salespeople that can be great sales people additional training can be, can be, uh, very vital. And I've went through, um, some of your trainings at your organization in the past, and they've been very helpful uh, my favorite one, I, I always tell people this, is one time I was in one of your trainings, and uh, I was we were working on cold calling and prospecting and uh, the upfront contract and how to, when you call somebody, say, this is a cold call, and I don't like making it any more than you like getting it, uh, but if you'll give me 30 seconds of your time today, I'll tell you why I'm calling. And I use that still to this day uh, a lot, and it always kind of breaks the ice, um, and I think it's some, so you guys have some great training there for current salespeople, that's for sure.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And you know, it's interesting because having grown up in sales myself, um, most companies don't train salespeople. They, you know, I always think I had maybe the DNA for it and I've been assessed showing I do, but what could I be doing better, differently, or even have um, more control over the process if I had been trained? So i I think organizations um, cut themselves short a lot or really leave a lot on the table by not focusing on what development needs to happen with their people.
0: Well, and I think I'm gonna stay on this point a little bit, and because I've worked for some large, large companies uh, in my in my career. Um, I won't mention them here today, but, um, and I, I feel like when I go to those trainings, I get trained on their product and their solution and and all of yeah. that, but to your exact point, um, there's no actual training on how to sell the solution or or actual sales training. And what I find interesting about that is if you hire somebody who's going to work in a lab or a data entry person or or whatever, right. you're spending a ton of time training that person on how to do that job. And I feel like with sales, as it's such a huge revenue generator for an organization, why isn't training such a, a big aspect of it? And I think to your point, companies are missing out on that a lot because they just think, well, I hired this person as, as a salesperson. They have sales experience, so they should know how to, they should know how to sell. But um, I think that's that's a big miss for a lot of companies. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, totally. Gosh, you just you just summarized it. Um, there's a belief that sales managers and president CEOs and leaders have that salespeople should know how to sell. They're salespeople. Well, what does selling mean? It doesn't mean you can have a conversation with somebody, right? Right. (laughs) Um, A lot of people are great people, people, relationship people, but they really cannot prospect, qualify, and close business. Um, And if they're not taught, they will never be effective at it. And there's also the question of they may be great relationship people, but do they even really want to sell and are they committed to it? So there's a whole lot of things that go into it
0: right and in in on even on that topic, what motivates somebody to sell? I always think of the book uh by simon sedek what's your why and um so I think there's a lot of things that kind of go into sales, which brings me to a question I have for you, which is when you think of sales leaders, you know what qualities do you look at um, when you're determining whether this person is going to be a good salesperson or a sales manager? Um, what qualities do you guys look for in that?
1: You know they're really different um. Sales manager to salesperson, but the sales manager, I truly believe, has to be that servant leader. They have to recognize their job is to help the people on their team achieve their goals. And that means they have to start by setting goals with them. We've had people call us and say, hey, you know, we want to quote you, you know, what motivates salespeople. And I'm like, well, you can't motivate them. Or how do you motivate salespeople? I'm like, you can't. You actually have to help them figure out what motivates them. Yeah. So if you do the goal setting and then you're the leader that spends the time supporting them, setting plans with them, helping them achieve those goals through those plans, you become that coach rather than what most people think of as sales management, that it's micromanagement. Salespeople, it's different. You just have to have the guts, the courage, and the commitment, first of all, and the skills. You've got to be willing to... Um, Ask the tough questions, you have to know what questions to your point, you have to use upfront contracts. So you need to have those qualities in order to be effective.
0: Yeah. Well, and I you know that would actually led into my next question about what makes sales leaders so impactful to an organization. And I think your answer there of them being a servant leader and and recognizing what their role is as a sales manager is is so impactful. And I've always found it funny and I'd love to get your input on this is I always see with inside organizations um, they take their best salesperson and they promote them to a sales manager or a sales executive mm. and and um, i I don't know about you but I most of the time I see it doesn't work all that great uh, give us some insight on on that and and you know what your view is on that
1: you know that's a, another great point that um, it's often a big mistake because the salesperson may not want to really manage or may not be good at it. They may be that typical, I just want to control what I'm doing and reach my own goals. And they think managing salespeople is they go out and sell with them. So to your kind of question before that is what makes sales managers valuable is one, they have to have that servant leader mindset, but two, They're not the superman, superwoman rescuers. They're the ones that are establishing the structure and the process, tracking, measuring with the people on their team and holding them accountable. And that means that the leadership presidents and CEOs have to have clear expectations of what that sales manager does and has a a way to track that and measure it as well.
0: Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with that. Um, do you do you believe that uh, sales managers and sales executives can motivate a team, or do you think the motivation has to come within the sales team itself? Um, that would be the first part of that question. The second part is, how do you motivate the team that you have there at Stark & Associates?
1: You know, um, I do believe you can motivate people by establishing really clear, motivating company vision and goals. Um, we use the word alignment all the time. It can be an overused word, but it really relates to, it starts at the top, establish where the heck this company is going, and it's not a revenue number. It's who are we, our why, right? What's our why, and then how do we associate that with the goals and the vision for the business? And as you establish the personal goals of the people on your team, when they see themselves in that vision and in that plan, you start to create mutual motivation on both sides. Yeah, Um, not easy to do. Most companies don't spend the time to do it. And uh, I think what motivates—well, I know what motivates our people—and I think why we are aligned is we do have our why, and it's to have a positive impact on business results and the people that make it happen. So anybody we hire has to be absolutely motivated to support and help people and companies grow, and that's one of the big things we've got. We every quarter look back and evaluate our clients and our work to ask ourselves, are we accomplishing that? Are we impacting the business? How do we know? And are we impacting the people? And how do we know? And if we're not, is it us or is it them? So we all get to see what we're doing to have that impact. And my belief is, and I think my team would tell you that we are all motivated by that. So I I don't have to do much. That that sort of guides (laughs) the team.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's great to have that mission, right, that everybody buys into. I think that is um, so, so important that, um, you know, I've always been the type of a salesperson. Obviously, I've been a salesperson my entire career. Um, if I don't believe in the solution um, that I'm selling and I don't believe in the company that I'm working for and the mission that we have, it's very hard to rally every day and get motivated to go out and sell that. But, um But when, you know, like for the company I work for now, Synchrony HR, I truly believe the impact that we can have for a small business is is great. Um, It's what motivates me every single day. It's it'll I know that I can um, help an organization in so many ways. um, And that's what that's what makes me love my job. And I feel like if you don't have that and you don't know what the mission of your organization is or the purpose of your organization and you don't believe in it. It's hard to roll out of bed in the morning and and go make a hundred cold calls and get told no 99
1: of times. You know it, it gets that's a little exactly little difficult. Right.
0: So. That's right.
1: Because honestly, to your point, um, sales is hard. Yeah. And I think people think, oh, it's easy at entertaining people, playing golf. You know, it, there's obviously very little of that right now. But those yeah. that's not much of what a sales job really is. And if you're if you're not motivated, why the heck are you going to pick up that five thousand pound phone? to make right. those cold calls. And why are you going to, you know, ask the tough questions you have to ask to try to get um, somebody, you know, committed to doing business with you? It's tough stuff.
0: It is tough. And I will just a personal story for me. When I first got into sales, my very first job uh, was in sales. Um at, I had to learn how to not take the day personally. Um I you know, oh, I would yeah. call people, I would call people, cold call people, try to be nice, try to get them to talk to me and I you know, get told no, I'd get hung up on. I'd I get cussed out, all those things. <laughs> and uh, you know, at, at first I took it personally. It was very hard for me to go home and be like, "What, you know, what just happened today? I just got hit by a truck," um, and yeah, not right. let it affect my 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 night. And now I've been doing it, you know, so many years that I, if somebody tells me no or hangs up on me, I just part of the part of the job, and I I don't let it affect me. But I think to your point that um, it, it can be a hard job, and, and, and it, you know sometimes it can be a fun job and a rewarding job, and I would say that there are also those times that it, it can be challenging. Now for a quick break, we bring in our sponsor, NWO IT Services. NWO IT Services, they take the worry out of the day when it comes to IT. They are locally owned here in St. Louis and been in business for 12 years. They're a proud partner of ours here at the STL Leaders Podcast, and their team over there has a 30-minute callback window. I would highly recommend them for all of your IT needs. To find out more, visit nwoitservices.com. And now back to Susie Andrews. Let me ask you this question. What do you you view as the biggest mistake that a a sales leader can make inside of an organization?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I would say the biggest mistake is not understanding their people. Um, We do a ton of work with, with managers and leaders to really get underneath the surface of one, the goals, what motivates their people, but also what strengths and weaknesses do they have? What's their communication style, you know, in terms of not only words and how they communicate and listen, but are they visual auditory or kinesthetic to really be able to connect and understand how to manage them. Most people manage as a team, but you have individuals on the team. So if you're only managing the group and you're not really digging into the individual, you're losing the opportunity to, one, motivate them, but to really to help develop them and to grow them.
0: Yeah, uh, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, let me ask you this, when you think of um, you know leaders today that are listening to this episode, uh, what are things that they could do right now um, that could change the impact of next month, you know, tomorrow, next quarter, things along those lines. Sort of, what are little things that they could they could apply today? And maybe as a sales manager or as a salesperson.
1: You know, I would say first and foremost, what I'm seeing most of is what we've started calling COVID head. That yeah. sales teams and even presidents and CEOs are frozen and/or making excuses or being really empathetic for why people aren't executing. And you're not doing any favors to yourself, to the company, to your team by not making sure that you're establishing maybe different plans, different expectations, but that you're establishing those expectations. And on both sides, management and sales, you know, we talk about you need to have a recipe or your cookbook for success. Well, what the heck is it? Um, If I can't be face to face with a prospect You know, we're all living in the remote Zoom or WebEx or whatever, you know, Teams, whatever you're using. um, Establish clear expectations for what selling is today. And those are the behaviors that are expected on a daily, weekly basis. And if you're a salesperson, track yourself. If you're a sales manager, make sure you define it and you track and measure it on a weekly basis because that is what will keep people focused and um, on track.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, obviously, I'm in sales, uh, but the COVID head, um, I will. I got to give my CEO, Kyle Kelly, a lot of credit. Um, we, Him and I get together, well, we talk every day, but multiple times a week about uh, what we can be doing to go different avenues, different routes to, to continue to drive sales. Um, obviously, yes, the sales has been impacted this year in our business, just like probably it has been in everybody's business. Um, but it's, we're not giving up. We're think, we're thinking outside the box. We're coming up with new ways, new ideas. What can we do to get in front of people, and not yeah. just saying, well, it's a lost year, um, because okay. that's that's not good. That's not good for anybody. Um, and so him and I and my other salespeople, we we get together, you know, I would say a couple times a week, and we just collaborate. What about this idea? What about text messaging? Can we do text messaging instead of cold calling? Can we, you know and just try to come yep. up with all these different ways that we can still drive revenue for our organization because at the end of the day, we still have employees that we gotta take care of, right? We still have employees that need paychecks at the end of every week. So you just can't use COVID as an excuse. Which brings me yeah. to Go ahead.
1: It's 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 really it's tough too, because um what in fact I had a group of about sixteen sales leaders and owners in a room yesterday we do a leadership program once a month and they um we do a what happened from last month to this month and one of the leaders is his salesperson isn't executing consistently and is basically using excuses around COVID. and he said my problem is i empathize with her yeah so empathy is one of the strongest traits of a leader or a salesperson But there's a fine line between something being a strength and becoming a weakness. And when you're empathizing in a situation like this and not recognizing and getting focused on what you can control and what you can do, it's debilitating. I mean, that's where that frozen, you know, sort of mindset or culture sets in.
0: Well, I love how we keep segwaying into the next part of this episode, but, you know, COVID, obviously, I, I've been talking about it with every leader that I've had on this episode and how it's impacted them, but also how it's impacted our community. And, you know, obviously, I have a unique perspective as being a sales manager for my organization, but, um, you know, I've seen how COVID has impacted our sales. Uh doesn't mean we haven't tried to get creative and figure out how to make uh, to salvage our year. But I got to assume you've seen it impact the sales community here in St. Louis even greater. And so uh, tell us about what you've seen and some maybe some ideas that you guys have come up with to help organizations overcome uh, the COVID pandemic.
1: You know, when it first hit, the first thing we did is scheduled weekly coaching calls with the managers and leaders that we work with as a group so that they could talk about and we could collaborate on what are we doing. And what's really fascinating is it wasn't that we had to do really a lot of things differently. We really had to make sure that the leaders were establishing the mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, guys, this is tough. What are we going to do now? And at the moment when COVID hit, it was we're not selling. What We need to dive in and talk to all of our customers and find out what we can do to help them.
0: Yeah.
1: How are they check in? Um, because, you know, good salespeople put their customers and prospects first yep. and themselves second. And that was the first piece of it. But then the second was you all still need to establish clear cookbooks of expectations. And today, you know, we're what, how many months into this? <laughs> Seven months or so. You know, who would have ever thought? Well, now we have to get out of the focusing on just our customers and we have to think about what are we doing to help our prospects? Because all of us, anything we sell, product, service, it's designed to help somebody. So find the ones that it'll help. Make sure your targets are clear. Make sure your message is about them, not about you. And make sure, as the managers and leaders, that you're tracking and measuring your team to executing on it. Because again, if you let the excuses bleed in, COVID takes control. Yeah, you've got to be. You've got to be in control.
0: Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. I you know it's I I to your point. I, I still I look here. It's November 20th. We're recording this episode. It'll air here in about a week. And. I, um, I still can't believe that we're still in the middle of this thing. And I never, if you would have asked oh, well. me in April, what was, you know, I would have thought, well, this would be gone in a couple months. Um, but to your point, it's here and we don't know, really know when it's going away. I, I think there's some light yeah. here at the end of the tunnel with these vaccines that are coming out. Uh, but we, that doesn't mean you can't, you, you can't just hit pause on your business. Uh, you got to figure yeah. out how ways to be creative and still drive revenue. I feel so badly for all the small businesses here in St. Louis, the restaurant industry, um, oh. I just I I feel for them so, so much uh, because I know that they have spent their life to do, do, um, you know, start that restaurant, run that restaurant. It's it's their pride and joy. And and now they're being just absolutely crushed by, you know, some policies have been put in place. Um, And so I just feel bad for them. I think as a community, we got to come together. Uh, And to your point, we we got to help our prospects as much as we help our clients. And so I think that was a a very, very good point. Yeah, it's
1: important. Go go ahead.
0: ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm good. I was just going to say what. So, you know, you've been in a leadership role quite a while now, and obviously you not only are you in a leadership role, but you train leaders as well. What podcasts or books or uh, audiobooks or anything along those lines have you read over your career that have helped you become the leader that you are today?
1: You know, um, some of the just probably you're going to say, wow, really the the tried and trues, but I am a Real believer in good degree. Yeah, whatever. I still Jim recommend Collins. it all the time, Jim Collins. Um, another great one is What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Um, I use that in coaching CEOs because one of the biggest challenges is that they haven't necessarily recognized the changes they have to make to take the business to the next level. Yeah. Um, another good one is The Dream Manager. Um, I love that book. It, it's all about the goal setting.
0: Some great books. I've, my, I've read Jim Collins' Good to Great. Um, what a, pro, probably one of my top five favorite books.
1: Yeah, it's it's top notch. And Great by Choice is another one that I um, just love.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a firm believer that. Uh, if you want to be a good leader, you want to excel in whatever role that you're in. You have got to be a student. Uh, you got to read books. You got to listen to books. You got to listen to podcasts. You got to do some self-development. Um, and I think that any leader that I've interviewed on this ep- on this podcast, they've all said the same thing: that you can't become a good leader just by um, by sitting there and and running the business how you think to run the business. You got to be able to uh, be open to new ideas. Read books, be trained, all those things, and I think it's that's one of the reasons I asked that question. Um, Susie, for for everyone listening, yeah, so true. For everyone listening to this podcast, I always ask the leaders that I have on here to just leave us with one uh, piece of advice that you would give to St. Louis, whether it's on leadership or whether it's just a life hack in general. So, if you could share one piece of
1: advice you'd give, we would appreciate it. You know, I guess my biggest piece of advice is to be self aware. I think that is such an uh, invaluable trait and so important individually in terms of being um, aware where aware of things you could improve but also aware of other people um, because mm-hmm. it allows you to be more effective at communicating more effective at your own personal growth and development and that self-awareness um, allows if you've got people on your team that are self-aware, they're much more coachable, they're much more trainable, they're much more um, able to make connections with people. So I think self-awareness is, is huge. We When we assess people, we look for that um, because I truly believe leader, salesperson, any role in any company, that self-awareness helps to support um, their growth.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think it it allows people to... Uh, take a look in the mirror and realize, you know, where their qualities are and where they may fall short and allows them to get better yep. in those uh, in those areas. And if you can be self-aware about about both of those, you can have a greater impact on not only in your career, but also the organization that you work for. And so I think that's a great piece of advice uh, for our listeners.
1: You have <laughs> to be willing to see things and change things. Right. Or it's the definition of insanity. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Well, Susie, on behalf of the STL Leaders Podcast, I appreciate you uh, coming on this episode. I would tell our listeners that if you want more information about uh, Stark & Associates, reach out to Susie Andrews, JB Andrews. They are a great organization that does a lot of good work here in the St. Louis community when it comes to sales leadership, training, coaching. Uh, What a fantastic organization they are. They're two great people. And um, I'm just honored that you gave us 30 minutes of your time today to talk about leadership and and how sales has impacted your career.
1: It is my pleasure, Brian. And uh, you are one pretty solid A player. So thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Enterprise Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Enterprise Bank & Trust knows that every business and every person is unique. That's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't. They are our banking partner here at the STL Eaters Podcast, and I highly recommend you check them out. To learn more, visit EnterpriseBank.com.